Hello and welcome to Grain Insight, the an update on getting your grain to market. I'm David Shidnovic, and joining me is Jason Hilmanowski, Senior Director, Unitrain Supply Chain. Jason, we're going to talk about CN's recent announcement about the acquisition of an additional 1,500 new high-capacity hopper cars. But before we get into that, can you talk a bit about your history with CN along with your current responsibilities? Thanks, David. I took on this new role back in June. I have about 25 years of railroading experience. I started back in 1996 with Wisconsin Central, and since then I have had the opportunity and been very fortunate to work in all different positions. I've worked as a transportation manager, to a yard manager, I've worked as a conductor, and a locomotive engineer. I joined the network operations team in 2018 in Edmonton as a superintendent position overseeing the operations of the entire network, not just focused on one commodity, David. I'm glad to be in this role, now with such big emphasis on grain. All right, thanks for that, Jason. Now, before we jump into the new hopper car acquisition, let's do a quick update on the 2020-21 grain plan, specifically where we are compared to a month ago when the grain plan was published July 31st. Well, we are getting into harvest, and there are more and more signs pointing to this year's harvest in Western Canada potentially being the best ever. That's Canada's July crop survey, which was released at the end of August, confirmed that Western Canada grain production was expected to approach 79 million tons. If the global demand is there to draw these supplies into the market, and assuming that end-to-end grain supply chain capacity will be heavily utilized throughout the entire crop year, the end now expects to move between 27.5 to 29.5 million metric tons of grain from Western Canada over the course of the 2021 crop year. This excludes grain moved directly from Western Canada via intermodal compared to a previous guidance of 26 to 28 million metric tons. We will reassess this number as harvest goes and update. As is always going to be the case, commercial market factors will play a large role in determining the timing and volume of how grain supplies will be drawn into the grain handling system during the 2020-2021 crop year. All right, thanks for that. Now moving on, can you recap our recent hopper car purchase announcements? Sure thing. In late July, we announced the planned acquisition of 1,500 new generation, high capacity hopper cars with delivering starting in January 2021. That purchase is in addition to the first 1,000 hoppers we announced back in 2018, and it builds on the long-term renewal of the Western Canadian hopper fleet. On August 27th, CN announced the awarding of a contract to build 1,150 hopper cars to National Steel Car Limited of Hamilton, Ontario. Now, the 1,500 cars will be delivered to CN during the 2021 crop year, and we are working on nailing down the timing. A significant portion of the hopper car fleet in Western Canada is at the end of its useful life. Provincial and federal hopper car new build programs from the 1970s into the early 1980s brought around 10,000 cars into service for grain movement. Many of these cars are well over 40 years old, and they are generally less productive than more modern jumbo hoppers. So just on that, how do the high-capacity hoppers we've acquired to date stack up compared to a low-capacity government Canada hopper? There's lots of differences here, David. The government of Canada hoppers are 4,550 cubic feet, 100-ton capacity, and 31.5-ton tear weight. That's a 2,000-pound short ton, so the tear weight is 63,000 pounds, compared to under 60,000 pounds for the new high-capacity National Steel Car 5,431-foot cubic hopper. Why is this important, you might ask? Well, the maximum permissible weight of a loaded car is only so much, so there's more weight that the car itself is making up. 3,000-plus pounds doesn't sound like much, but in reality it is. We'd rather be hauling grain, not the dead weight of the car. Okay, so how about the cubic capacity now? 
Well, there's more physical space to put grain into the new generation high-capacity cars to the tune of almost 900 cubic feet. A standard jumbo hopper car is 5,150 cubic feet, so there's even a big pickup there going to a 5,431 cubic feet. Different types of grain have different densities, and you can only get so much grain into the car. For example, wheat takes up around 48 pounds per cubic foot compared to 40 for canola. Oats is less than 30. Some commodities weigh out before they cube out, like wheat, remembering you can only load to the maximum permissible weight of the car. And some commodities cube out before they weigh out, like oats or canola. The biggest pickup for the new high-capacity cars is how much of the lighter-density commodities can be loaded in the car without weighing out, being as there is an extra cubic capacity to work with for these less-dense commodities. For canola, you're going from 83 tons of grain in a 4,550-cubic-foot car all the way to almost 100 tons in a new high-capacity hopper. Any considerations with these new cars, Jason? Absolutely. Car length is one of them. The old government cars are 59 feet compared to the NSC cars coming in at 55 foot 8 inches. Long story short, we can fit 8 to 10 more of these new cars on the same track length for ladder and loop unit train loading facilities. So between more tons per car and more cars per train pulled from origin, it adds up fast. Especially for lighter density commodities, almost 20% more wheat moved per train and almost 40% more canola. Those are some big gains. From an operations perspective, once that train's on the road headed to destination, where do you see the biggest pickup with these cars from an efficiency standpoint? There are a couple of efficiencies that we gain when our trains have higher trailing tonnage. One of the main efficiencies is that our locomotive fleet is better utilized. This is because we are using the same amount of horsepower to move more tonnage. The second efficiency we see is the number of crews we use to operate these trains. Really, the number is the same. However, like locomotives, we are hauling more tonnage using the same amount of people, thus gaining further efficiencies, both of which compound from a network perspective and gives CN an opportunity to move these trains with less delay, which means cars are either moving to the port faster or returning to the elevator faster to get spotted again. Thanks for your time, Jason. Thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN. 